The following interview with Greg Bach and Jonathan Colton was originally posted April 20th, 2013. Show notes and links can be found at esn.fm slash artist edition slash 21. Enjoy. Welcome to Giant Size, episode 21. This week, my guests are Greg Pak and Jonathan Colton, uh, guys you might have heard about. Um, we've had uh, Greg Pak on, on uh, screen time here on the network. The title of that episode, which will be in the show notes, was called Transmedia Superhero, as he is indeed a transmedia superhero. Uh, Jonathan Colton, friend of friend of the show, Merlin Mann. Uh, so we welcome him with open arms. I think, uh, I, think I, I beat everybody else on the network to having you, with the exception of Brett Terpstra. Is that right? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I don't keep track of networks. I can't believe you guys are still thinking about networks. It's 2013, man. <laughs> and he, he makes with the future talk immediately. So this morning, <laughs> this morning, you guys announced a Kickstarter for Code Monkey Save World, which probably yes, got, it got written up all over creation. Uh, this $39,000 initial goal is already at at least 27000 when I last checked it and, uh, and is now verging on 28000 just keeps going up and up and up, and uh, and so it seems to have been something of a rather instant success. Yeah, it's kind of you know it's amazing. I we're we're both we're both sort of stunned and delighted at the uh, at the at the goodwill and actual money that appears to be flowing our way. Uh, we <laughs> we uh, we've both been very excited about this project for a long time and have have kept it so totally secret. So it's exciting uh, to be telling everyone about it and to seeing them respond in such a positive well, way. How long have you guys been working on this? Uh, well, you know, we started. Um, I was. I, it all started with a tweet. I was um, uh, thinking about Jonathan's songs, and uh, and 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 I tweeted one day that these that his songs would uh, that the supervillains from his songs would make for a great team up book, and um, that was back in November. And uh, the like right after I tweeted that, Jonathan tweeted back, "Do it," and so we did. Um, but yeah, so we've been basically talking about it since November. It was I think like the day after I sent that tweet, or maybe even that afternoon, I, I emailed Jonathan and said, "I'm very serious about this, actually." <laughs> And he said, "So am I." And uh, and so yeah, but but yeah, we've been we've been talking since November. I think I sent over the first outline for the story in what maybe December. Um, and we've yeah, been, something like that. Yeah, yeah, we've been we've been spending some time, you know, just uh, making sure we get all our ducks in line, getting our creative team together. We've got the great Takeshi Miyazawa um, doing the art, and Jessica Colleen on uh, colors, and Simon Boland doing letters. These are all folks I've worked with before and just love to death, and they they're doing an incredible job already, just in the concept art and the cover. So it's just it's exciting. Well, we've eventually got to get those folks on the show as well. Letterers and colorists, I think, are among the uh, the least uh, credited and honored people on the on the creator side of thing in comics. Um, you know, maybe I'm I'm being a little melodramatic, melodramatic but uh, especially with the move to digital, uh, there's there's a healthy amount of respect to be given to these people who do amazing work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm, I, I, I totally agree. And particularly if you look at the, if you look at that cover that, uh, if you go to codemonkeycomics.com, C-O-M-I-X.com, it'll take you to the Kickstarter page and, the, and, and our big covers there. And Jessica just did a gorgeous job just coloring that thing. You know, it's, it's like, you know, the, 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 the character designs come in from talk and our, our heads pop off. And then the, uh, the inks, uh, you know, the pencils come in from talk and our heads pop off again. The inks come in and they pop off one more time and then the colors come in. And it's like, Wow, you know, I mean, it's just at every step, um, you know, the the uh, the the work that people put into it just takes it to the next level. It's just it's just 
gorgeous watching this stuff come together. So, Jonathan, how how quick of a sell was this to you, uh, taking these characters from your songs and uh, putting them into a comic book narrative? Were you a, a big comic book nerd? Did, did you uh, did you follow Greg as as I've heard him say that he followed your music uh, as, you know, as he changed I, the face of comics? You know, it's part of my part of my uh, long list of secret shames that uh, when I was growing up, uh, comics were not really a part of my life i you know i grew up in this small rural town in in connecticut and uh uh there were just no comic book stores near me that you could that i could go to as a kid and so um i didn't know anybody I, most of the kids in my town just worked on cars you know so um uh, i i sort of missed the missed the boat when i was when i was younger and uh so you know i'm not a i'm not a huge like uber uber comics person but that said you know greg uh Greg, uh, the thing, the thing that I love about Greg, you know, the, the, the way it is, you sort of leave, leave college and then start your life and you sort of keep in touch with people, keep a, keep apprised of what people you knew were doing. And so I had heard that he was working in comics and it was really cool. You know, <laughs> it's just cool to know a guy who actually writes comic books, which seems like one of those things that, uh, is impossible to do. They seem like they must spring, spring forth fully formed, but in fact, people, <laughs> people make them. And Greg is one of them. And, yes. and, you know, he like the he makes the thing I love about him is that he makes weird choices that are also the right choices. <laughs> <laughs> and I I, uh, I don't know. I, it was not a hard sell at all because uh, I had I had complete faith that he was going to do something really interesting and, and, and wonderful with these characters. It's it's funny because Jonathan songs. um you know, I, I had I had kind of lost touch with Jonathan after we we, we went to college together. I think is the is what uh, the the unspoken thing here that we haven't talked about. But um, yeah, so we went to college together. I, you know, and 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 uh, you know, used to hang out in the dining room uh, in, in the dining rooms and joke around. And I used to go see his uh, his music shows. He was uh, a member of the acapella singing community uh, <laughs> at the time, and um, you know, loved his stuff. But I, I had kind of lost track. And then um, a friend of mine was like, "Oh my God, this is the most hilarious." thing ever and played me uh, a slow rock version of baby got back and i thought that is hilarious and then i saw that it was by jonathan colton um it was like i went to college with that guy uh but it was i mean and you know i ended up buying all of jonathan's work and listening to it again and again and there's always you know this that that sensibility that i knew from just hanging out with jonathan was just there in those songs you know what i'm saying and and you know i i think that kind of shared sensibility is um maybe what has made this project feel right so far you know it's it's just from the beginning i think we both kind of clicked in terms of how we saw these characters that kind of mixture of um of sadness and and goofiness and and uh and, and and seething impotence, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's there's. I mean, we just. I think I think I just got it. He just got it. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. It just clicked. So, uh, Jonathan, my next question uh, was going to be partially in response to your your mentioning earlier. You're still paying attention to networks uh, and how how that <laughs> that connects to what both of you uh, have said in other interviews already posted today. The 17 million interviews that you guys have already done um, <laughs> about about how uh, how wonderful and clean and easy. 
comparatively, it feels to have full control over the IP that you're messing with. So you don't have to get a series of 70 million approvals just to do this now because Greg brought it up and not me um, mentioning baby got back. Does doing something like this uh, in any way salve those situations where your work's been ripped off, misappropriated, mistreated, uh, left out in the rain? Uh, <laughs> like a cake. <laughs> like a cake. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, it it uh, it does. I the I take solace in the you know when I think about the Glee uh, thing. That's of course what you're referring to. Uh, you know, I don't I think, say that word anymore. But yeah, no, nobody should say that word anymore for sure. The G um, word. The G word. Uh, you know, I think about a couple of things. I think well, um, they they are part of this old media thing. They really think in an old media way, uh, which is to say that they are. Most most of the decisions that they make are are made by lawyers uh, and not by creative people. Um, and, uh, you know, there's 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 very there's very little uh, direct personal vision translated into uh, a thing like a, a thing that is a, a, a giant piece of mass media culture. It's just it's just the way it works. It's not evil. It's not wrong. It's just how it is. Whereas in contrast, you know. I own the songs completely. I can do whatever I want with them. Uh, Greg is, uh, you know, Greg is employed as a as a comic book writer, but he also has done uh, a lot of stuff independently. And there is this infrastructure now where we can, uh, you know, it's it's the perfect storm. He says, "You want to do this thing," and I say, "Yes." And nobody can stop us. Nobody can stop us. And it's so crazy and wonderful. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, when I think about when I think about Glee, you know, I mostly think like those poor guys like they're not gonna <laughs> they're on the way down like that way of doing things is on the way down and the rest of us are on the way up and so uh you know it it does it certainly does make me feel better because the fact is i can i can i can decide to do this in a day uh and uh and we can actually start working on it that day and then later we can raise the money we need to make it happen and it's just uh it's great it's a great it's a great time for creative people yeah, the I mean, I mean, it is. Um, I, I I'm, I'm just in love with everybody who's pledging right now. You know what I mean? Because it's like if Jonathan says yes and I say yes, and then Talk and and Jessica and Simon and the folks we're working with say yes. All we need is for you guys to say yes, and that's exactly what you're doing right now. And it's just, I mean, it's 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 going to go directly into your inboxes and your mailboxes, and and um, it's it's just really ridiculously exciting. So, so thank you. Well, going direct to the audience, did you guys expect in your wildest dreams that it would be going so well so quickly? Huh. I think uh, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I uh, every time I approach a moment like this where I'm about to ask for people to uh, love. <laughs> <laughs> Come it's forth hard. and love. <laughs> well, it's hard because, you know, it's it's I I the. I, I still am amazed that I've been able to do this for a living as long as I have. And, and I'm honestly, I'm waiting for the backlash any day now. And then the long, slow decline into <laughs> irrelevance. And so anytime, anytime I start one of the th these things, I'm like, here it is. This is the time. This is the time when the world wakes up and realizes that they've made a terrible mistake in liking me. So, uh, no, I, I, I think we were, you know, we were hopeful that we would make our goal or even exceed our goal. And then, um, but you know, we also like, you don't want to, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. And I, I personally am always like, well, I don't know. Let's wait and see what happens. Anything could happen. This is the internet. 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the way it's gone today, it's just we've both been calling each other and just sort of uh, uh, <laughs> uh, squeeing, I think, is the, is the <laughs> yeah. word that the kids, the kids use. <laughs> so, <clears throat> pardon me. I'm a little under the weather. Um, so, so uh, the surprise at the instant success here. Uh, begs uh, the uh, the asking of the question, you know, wh- where is this thing going to go once it skyrockets past 39,000? We are, the first thing we're going to do is expand the page count, not, you know, like uh, assuming we, we, uh, we, 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 get past that 39,000 and are able to do these stretch goals. We're going to expand the page count. So you, so everybody who is pledged will get a bigger book with more, you know, with, we'll, we'll just have room to let the story breathe a little bit more. And, and uh, you'll get more of the gorgeous work from all of our amazing creative team members here. So that's, that's step number one. And uh, we have some, uh, we have some fun ideas for what happens beyond that. We're, we're kind of, uh, you know, we talked about some stuff, uh, as you know pie in the sky kind of things and it's certainly possible i don't know if we want to reveal anything more at this point jonathan do you have any no uh, i think i think we'll keep those under wraps i mean you know part of part of this uh, part of the fun of this is you you have all these ideas uh that you know if we earn a million dollars we could you know <laughs> we could buy a city and then turn <laughs> that city into a replica of the universe inside the you know but you don't want to get ahead of yourself so I think uh, I think we we sort of wait and see uh, how this thing does, and I, I mean I we all I think we sort of share this this feeling that if if this thing does you know we we priced it we priced it so that um, we could pay everybody uh, a, a a professional wage you know we don't want to we don't want to do the thing where we offer. Um, uh, for, the ple- for the pleasure of doing it for free yeah for hey it'll be good exposure for you you know we don't do that like we want to pay everybody what they what they deserve to get as professional people in this industry uh, uh so you know that's that's where we that's sort of where we started um and if we go past that i think um you know we're, we're both of the mind to uh to use uh to use bonus money to do fun things and make make other fun things a part of this you know it's that i mean that's that's part of the great that's part of the greatness of uh of this kickstarter it's like you get if you get a bunch of gravy on top of uh your goal then it's like well now what can we do with this money you know <laughs> yeah it's kind of i mean it's it is um i i totally echo everything that jonathan just said i think paying people a really nice rate is is really important uh i mean i come up through independent film and you know when you're when you're doing you know for certain kinds of projects everybody works for free and that's just awesome. You know what I mean? And you know, like you do a crazy little short film over the weekend, you you get a lot of friends together, you do it for nothing. Everybody does it for nothing. That's totally understandable. You're asking people for a weekend, but if you are, um, if you're doing something like this, which is, you know, it's a crazy project, you know, crazy fun project, but it will require, you know, artists to sit down for months to draw this and to color it and to, you know, to, to, uh, you know, it's, it's real substantial time. There's no way we can ask people to do that for, you know, I'm, we would never conceive, you know, think of asking people to do that for free. Um, and so the fact that Kickstarter allows us to, you know, using these tools allows us to, you know, get that money direct from, uh, from people who want to buy the book or who basically are buying the book, pre-ordering the book. Um, we can put that money right into our collaborators' hands. And, and, uh, and that also means that the book gets out on time, knock on wood. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, it's, it's just a, a really nice thing. And then we're going to have this, you know, as, if we go beyond and, uh, we can come up with other crazy, <laughs> other crazy things. I mean, we definitely have, you know, I mean, 
the Jokoverse, as we like to call it, is uh, filled with amazing characters and more stories. And uh, certainly there's a temptation to think about doing more, uh, more story. So we'll see. Well, there's that opportunity to continue some of the stories featured in some of the songs without having to do a song that, uh, like you told Glenn Fleischman, doesn't sound exactly like the song that it's uh, a sequel to. Um, is that is that one of the reasons that it appeals to you? Because not just people are asking, but you've you've got some interest in continuing those narratives. Yeah, I mean, you know, the characters, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I can really get behind these characters because they're, you know, they're partially me. And as I'm writing these songs, I always I always try to empathize as much as possible with these characters, even though they're totally nuts most of the time. Uh, and so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I feel, I feel really close to them. And I also, but at the same time, I, uh, you know, once you've written a song, the way the medium works, it's like, that's the song, you know, there's not, there's not going to be a second song. So, um, uh, but I'm, you, I'm really, I'm really glad to have Greg's we're, we're ear gonna, on this. We're not going to twist again next summer, Jonathan. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Just na- name one good sequel to a song that is actually a good song, and I will I will change my tune. But um, uh, you know, to have to have Greg take these characters and have a have this fresh eye and and be uh, be unafraid to uh, to cross over the boundaries of the song and like you know tweak tweak little aspects of what what uh what were sort of established facts in the in the original songs and 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 in in the interest of making a a more complete universe that's really exciting to to be a part of and to watch happen it's a kick in the pants because you know i I spent years um almost a decade playing around with in the marvel universe and now i'm i'm playing in the dc universe and you know there you're taking these these characters that have been around for ages and you're you're finding those fun little nooks and crannies in their histories and in their relationships and bringing those things out and there's just so much stuff to play with and now i mean it, i'm applying those skills basically to you know to to jonathan the world jonathan has created and um there is that kind of a funny thing where i you know he's written several songs where um, there are relationships that are going on between these songs or possible relationships anyway that uh that that he wasn't necessarily thinking about when he wrote the songs and, and sang them you know i mean like and 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 you know i'm coming into it and it's like well wow you know like the the character who sings uh the future soon could actually be the same guy who becomes the villain of skull crusher mountain you know i mean i mean there there are funny ways in which these songs really feed into each other and 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 uh and and i'm having a blast just kind of like seeing how this bigger universe fits together um but I got to say the thing that that really just the reason the reason this whole project is happening is because um, because Jonathan's songs have characters that I can't help but care desperately about. You know what I mean? Like they are they're characters who have such strong uh, desires and such interesting, funny uh, ways of looking at the world that that I'm just I'm just in their heads. You know what I'm saying? And and that kind of uh that that just totally lends itself to drama. So, um, you know, I mean, that, that's that's why we're that's why we're here because those characters are so strong. So, so you've got you've got some strong characters. You've got some great opportunities to expand on the lore of the Jokoverse. Um, is there is there a particular thing that doesn't give anything away that um, that either of you have been um, have been just really excited about being able to do? Whether it's uh, specifically playing with the character of of you know this guy who lives in Skullcrusher Mountain, or um, or any any particular uh, particular things that that uh, don't spoil stuff that excite you most about it. 
Well, I think at the at the heart of it, there's this relationship between uh, the character Code Monkey and uh, uh, the character Skull Crusher. So Code, Code Monkey is uh, is uh, this uh, sad writer of software who is who is an actual monkey. P.S. Um, and <laughs> with a, a really nice white shirt and sharp yeah, looking jeans, you know, Friday casual, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he he works for this company that is owned by uh, Skull Crusher, who is a as uh, 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 one of you know your classic evil genius, but uh, he comes from he comes from a place of fear and self doubt because he was a nerd when he was a kid, um, and they both um, they both are in love with women who who don't really care to give them the time of day who don't don't need them at all in any way, uh, and and they are you know they sort of team up kind of but it's but part of the part of the thing is like they have this shared. Uh, thing uh, they they are both love lovelorn in a similar way, and they have kind of a similar makeup. Um, but it's just that uh, Skull Crusher's a little further along. He's already he's already decided that he's going to be a bad guy, uh, and Code Monkey could sort of tip in that direction, and and that's part of the that's part of the conflict. I think we 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 see how Code Monkey navigates this, and whether he goes along with his uh, his friend, the evil genius, or decides uh, uh, to be a good guy. Yeah. Is there another way? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that the fact that both of these guys at, you know, have this same kind of romantic ineptitude and longing at their heart is just, it, it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it speaks be, to all of us nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And uh, I think it's going to be a blast. Um, I mean, and I, I love the, um, I love our uh, the characters that uh, you know the, the the ladies of the book uh, Matilda, who is the office worker colleague of Code Monkey, and uh, Laura, the Robo Queen, who is uh, who is the Skull Crusher's uh, object of desire. Um, the, these women have have just great stuff going on and are are going to be very funny and very. Um, I, I, I just can't wait to uh, to <laughs> to see them cut loose. They're going to have a lot of fun things going on. Well, you guys have said that uh, when these comics are made available to backers at first, they'll be distributed digitally. You've been very careful to not say precisely how. Uh, so we're we're, well, we're anxiously anticipating exactly well, uh, how you're doing it. Actually, I well, we are we partnered with Monkey Brain Comics and Comicsology, so they will actually be de- de- delivered digitally via Monkey Brain. Monkey Brain is this amazing company founded by actual comics makers, independent comics makers, and they um, they distribute uh, comics digitally. Uh, they make the whole process really easy, and they do it through Comicsology, which is an, another amazing company that has designed uh, just fantastic software uh, and systems for reading comics uh, on iPads, basically, or on digital devices. Um, so we, uh, you know, we, so we, so we formed a partnership with them. So, the, so as these, uh, as each chapter is finished, the, uh, Kickstarter folks who have, uh, signed up, um, who have backed us on Kickstarter for, and, and, and asked to receive these comics will, they will get first divs. They will get these comics, uh, digitally, um, before they're released to the public. And, uh, and that'll happen with each chapter. And then in the end, those folks who signed up for the, um, for the, uh, for the actual hardcover will get that in the mail or no, I mean, not hardcover, the hard copy paperback. We'll get that in the mail. So, uh, is this going to be something that's going to invade the merch table at Joko gigs? Are we going to see, uh, uh, soft cover trade paperbacks or, uh, or are you going to be pitching it from the stages? Buy it on your phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but that sounds awesome. The way Back to rock it. and roll. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the nice, the nice thing is, is that, uh, 
you know, we we have all these different outlets to uh, to distribute it through. And in addition, uh, you know, we are printing enough so that we have our own copies uh, to sell at, at the events that we do or, um, uh, you know, to get out to uh, to, to stores or yeah, however we want to do it. It's uh, uh, it's exciting. The answer is all of the above. Yeah. The uh, but but Kickstarter pledgers, please know you will receive this all first. You you're getting first dibs, and we're going to hold exclu- you know basically we'll hold a window where where we're not uh, you know we're not distributing them else, elsewhere for a while. You know we want to make sure that that the folks who have uh, pledged to us on Kickstarter really are getting that you know getting getting a genuine first you know they're the first ones to get this in their hot little hands, and and we really appreciate that. So we'll we'll try to keep that special. Fresher, more delicious, organic ingredients, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, so, so uh, what about comic shops? Are you guys looking at potentially putting this uh, in them? Or are you looking at approaching them independently through Diamond? Well, yeah. right now there is a there is a, a, any comic shop can go to the Kickstarter page, uh, which again is Code Monkey Comics C O M I X dot com. That'll take you right to the page, and um, there is a special retailer pledge level where. Um, a retailer can pledge 150 bucks and get 10 copies of the comic of the of the trade paperback as well as a bunch of awesome extras uh and those those will all be signed so there's a way for retailers to get a hold of um of a bunch of copies um you know just order it through the basically pre-order through the kickstarter um you know in in the long term who knows there's i mean we we have not partnered with a a print publisher at this point um and we haven't yet talked about uh doing uh you know approaching diamond directly and doing independent distribution through diamond that is something we may do eventually uh but right now we're focusing on um on on the kickstarter and uh making this as awesome awesome as possible um but uh uh but that's you know certainly that's a possibility in the future Focusing on the audience first. Go figure. Um, so I guess to, to wrap things up, I know uh, I know Jonathan has uh, has somewhere to be. Um, if theoretically, and we touched on this earlier, you know, it goes super crazy great, and you guys have enough money to buy a city, um, <laughs> a city of monkeys, a city of monkeys, a city of monkeys uh, who you know deserve deserve uh, their own reservations, not unlike the, the Native Americans. Um, do do you guys that's, see that's, that's that's a little unfortunate yeah well, that's uh i if i weren't on so many medications right now it probably wouldn't have even come out uh but hey it got a laugh um do you see do you see this as potentially expanding to another book or two is there uh, is there more from the joke overse that 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 you guys have already thought about or talked about that uh, that that might just be a real easy switch to flip Boy, that would be fun, you know. Uh, uh, we were just we were just this morning talking about uh, Mr. Fancy Pants and 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 just sort of riffing on <laughs> riffing on what sort of villain that guy could be. Um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, once once you start thinking about it, there are a lot of ways you could uh, pull in bits and pieces of my songs. And uh, on top of that, there's this there's this great. I really feel like we've we've got this great ensemble cast. Uh, already that that could uh that could go through a number of different uh adventures together and uh and really have some serious long term sitcom like uh, relationship arcs it's uh there's a lot you could do uh but again it's sort of like we'll see how this one goes i don't i don't want to get ahead of ourselves well at the very least our our chat rooms blowing up with all kinds of ideas and everything and the one that i like most is turning the joko cruise crazy into a monkey cruise <laughs> 
And if there's ever been something I like the idea of more than that, I uh, I haven't caught up with it. Well, there may be some uh, some health code issues with bringing a monkey on the cruise, mm, or it's or hundreds of monkeys. That's true. We're, look, we're looking into uh, to bioengineering. Um, uh, three-inch-tall, hypoallergenic uh, uh, capuchin monkeys um, that can actually be kept in 10-gallon fish tanks. Uh, yeah. but, uh, Glu- we gluten-free. Haven't... Gluten-free. <laughs> yeah, gluten-free and, and full of grass-fed nutrients. <laughs> yes. we, haven't, we haven't yet uh, figured out all the details on that yet, but uh, that may be one of our stretch goals. Yeah. Well, um, you mentioned a 10-gallon fish tank, Greg, and, uh, and this reminds me that you've gotten back into fish keeping, which has nothing yes. to do with comic books and this show, but I'm an avid uh, fish keeper guy. Uh, my wife Here and I, we, co- go. we consider ourselves fish people as opposed to cat people. Awesome. So, so I mean, this new fascination of yours, is this potentially going to work its way into Code Monkey? You never know. You never know. Every everything eventually works itself into everything. You know. I, I actually, I'm, with totally, totally non jokingly, I, I actually have been thinking about an aquarium related project. <laughs> but, um, but that that's uh, that's neither here nor there. But um, it's but a no, big the, market. It is. Uh, you know. It, it's. I highly recommend the hobby. It's very relaxing. I uh, I sit and gaze into these uh, tanks and and just feel better every day. So, uh, but yeah. By the time this posts in the feed, it might be at $80,000. But just because it's at $80,000 doesn't mean that you shouldn't contribute to it and be a part of, uh, of what you know. – I'm saying it, not you guys. looks to be uh, one, of the, one of the big comics Kickstarter successes of the year so far. Um, so go, go, uh, go give money to that. We'll put Jonathan's website in the show notes too and point it to, at some of these albums that this stuff comes from. And who knows? Who knows uh, what kind of crazy stuff I'll throw in there uh, when I feel this sick. Um, but yeah, I, wa- I wanted to thank you guys. And th- yeah, thanks so much for bringing us on, particularly when you're feeling so, you know, when you're under the weather. You're a, you're a hero, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, Code monkey you, make feel better. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. Sincere thanks to all of our backers who really, uh, you know, it's, it's just so so gratifying to see people uh show up and support us in this way we we, we are really thankful thank you well Absolutely. it uh, it couldn't happen to uh to better guys that does it for this episode of artist edition which originally appeared as giant size episode 21 over on five by five you can find show notes and links at esn.fm slash artist edition slash 21 rate and review this feed in itunes if you like these uncut extended creator interviews This episode is also excerpted on Thank You For Calling, episode 18, which you can find at esn.fm slash tyfc slash 18. I should also mention the screen time interview that Greg mentions, I mentioned during the interview, can be found at esn.fm slash screen time slash 9. More and more of those will be moving over as time permits. I'm Moises Chu Yan, the founder of Electric Shadow Network. Check out our other shows on the website, and if you've got any feedback, we're always listening. ESN.fm slash contact. Thanks, and we'll be back soon.